Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Welcome to the Leftovers Podcast. Derek Kramer. Frank Curry. Thank you, as always, for listening. Uh, now every Monday and Friday. And oh, hey, the Ravens scored again. And they just scored again. You know how bad yesterday's game was, Frank? Very. I needed to turn to the 31st place team. The first ever 31st place team in the NHL to make me feel better. I had to go there to make me feel better. I went to the prospects game today. Down at Harbor Center. Because, damn it. We all needed something to recover from whatever the hell that was. I. <laughs> Frank, I don't know where to begin. I kind of want to go starting off with the Sabres Prospects game and the tournament challenge throughout the weekend. Well, just so that I don't try to jump out the window. Well, do we want to start? Do we want to start on Being the good Being angry and then ending the show happy or the opposite? <laughs> I guess, Frank, I'm ready for no matter what. I'm going to leave this one to you for once. No pressure. Great. <sighs> you know what? Blood's flowing again. Let's just do All this. All right. I'm, Let's I'm, talk bills. I'm looking at the Twitter right now, and I, I'm seeing Sean McDermott's answers at the presser, and I'm, I'm back to mad. So why don't we start there? I'll, I'll feel better. I'll, I'll feel better about myself and my Buffalo fandom later. Okay, let's do this. All right. I cannot. That was the worst game I've ever seen in my entire life. I know it was the second worst loss in Bill's history, but I'm not shocked at some of what is being said by Coach McDermott today. The coach speak is strong with him, and it is ultra strong after a game like that because it has to be at that point. I don't know. Maybe you should start putting players on blast for losing 47 to freaking three. I know it may not be your thing, but this team played like it. They deserve it. I really, really... Frank, I said that this was going to be a free pass year, right? Yeah. I can't do that anymore. It's gone. If they play, After one game? If they play like that again, it's gone. I'm questioning everything at that point. Because then maybe, maybe McDermott and Bean are fool's gold to me at that point. If they play like that again, I'm going to start questioning things. As a matter of fact, I do have one question already about Sean McDermott. You want to know what that is? What's that? I'm starting to think, you know, when Josh Allen was drafted, the regime tied themselves to him, right? They tied themselves to the success or failure of Josh Allen. Christ, Frank, 
I'm starting to think that Josh Allen is not one, not what's going to get Coach McDermott fired. It's going to be Nathan Peterman. He was wrong now twice about Peterman. Yeah. And I've got this sinking feeling that he's going back to him for week two. Nathan Peterman might cause the downfall of the Bills regime here. Because if they truly believe that Josh Allen's not ready, that's fine. I would accept that if Nathan Peterman played like a competent quarterback. If Nathan Peterman made Deshaun Kaiser actually look like Deshaun Kaiser instead of making look making Kaiser look like a good quarterback in comparison. If I'm Green Bay, I'm sitting Rodgers against the Bills. <laughs> if Nathan Peterman's the quarterback in week four, Green Bay, sit Rodgers. Take a bye week. Don't risk him. Because it's not worth it. Oh, wait. Never mind. There's no pass rush. <laughs> Rodgers would only have to play, like, the first half, and he would have the same numbers he did last night. Joe Flacco. Joe Flacco. Mr. Is he elite? The meme god himself. <laughs> Went 230 and three touchdowns in less than three quarters. Yeah. We'll talk more on... You know what? We'll talk more on the uh, defense in a moment because the de- uh, the defense was surprising to me. It really was. How bad they were. <sighs> but I'm really starting to think that Nathan Peterman, if he forces the hand and forces Allen into this season sooner than the coaching staff wants him in there, and next thing you know, Allen just has like that David Carr-like season where he's just beaten and battered to no point of return because the Bills' offensive line's that bad. Yeah. I might blame Nathan Peterman for the downfall of the Bills regime. I know that there's offensive line problems. And I understand that the receivers are not good. The supporting cast isn't there. And that's fine. But you're going to have an open revolt from fans and maybe even players if Nathan Peterman's the starter throughout the whole season. There's already... There's going to be a revolt if he's just just starting week two alone, let alone the rest of the season. But you see, I can at least understand why they're not going to put Allen in right away. I can at least get that because there is a revolt. There's basically been a revolt when Peterman was named the week one starter. I understand. But that was at least more justified because he played well in the preseason. But as we see, as we now can see, and we should have known just because you play well in the preseason doesn't mean you're going to play well in the regular season. Yeah, Nathan Peterman versus a uh, regular season game is really starting to become one of the biggest mismatches in all time of football. I really don't get how bad he really has been. I can't fathom it. It it's just been terrible. He's been terrible. He's yeah. been awful. Yeah. And yes, most of this is emotion-based reaction right now. I would not have been complaining if Peterman was released. Like if the Bills had AJ McCarron still on the roster, I would have been okay with you cutting him, pulling the Trent Edwards treatment on him. I would have been okay with it. Just fine. Because the guy plays like it. But Sean McDermott, I've just got this feeling 
He's going back to him here week two. And if Peterman plays just as bad as he did the first time he played the Chargers, I'm really going to start questioning what Sean McDermott is doing as a head coach. Because I'm already I'm already on alert. Here's it, the good news. We've seen this team get the crap kicked out of them in a three-game stretch last year. They mm-hmm. went four and two the rest of the way. They're only two losses to the New England Patriots. Yeah. So not everything is gone yet. But after that game, all I'm looking for now is what I'm looking for from the Sabres compared to last year. Let's try to at least keep me entertained here throughout the entire game. How's that? That's my next step. I'm not. I'm officially not asking for much here. And if Peterman can't deliver that, get the hell off the team. It's starting, and based on what McDermott's saying in his pre, in the press conference right now, it, I mean, he's he is saying all the typical coach things, which we we should expect from him. He's not gonna reveal anything. He's not going to reveal who's going to start week two. He's not going to talk about why the defense was crap. He's not going to talk about why the offensive line was crap. He's not going to do any of that. It sounds like he's going to he's prepared to be losing games this year. And it seems like I had a th- okay. I had a theory. I was thinking about this last week. Mm-hmm. What if the Bills? Making the playoffs last year delayed their delayed being in McDermott's plan for building this team. As in, they wanted to tank last year. That was the whole that was the whole spiel going into the year was that they were going to be bad, really bad, not Jets bad, but bad. And they made the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Now this year, this year, this they have to delay that. Delay that losing year of building draft picks because they have a lot of draft picks going into next year's draft. And obviously with trading two second-round picks and move up and take Allen, they didn't want to give up a first-round pick next year because they probably don't feel like that they're going to win games this year and they're going to just do what they have to. And they're prepared to lose games and have that 2019 first be a high pick so that they can ultimately do what with it? Take a take a lineman, trade down maybe, and get more draft picks and build through the draft. It sounds like that's what they wanted that's what they wanted to do last year, but they couldn't because they made the playoffs. Yeah. Yeah. I every- So yeah, so I wanna so maybe so I'm thinking that making the playoffs last year delayed their tank plans by a year. And now that they, because when you have a chance to make the playoffs, you're not gonna, you're not gonna ruin that. That's why they traded for Calvin Benjamin. Yep. I so I just I wonder if that's their plan this year was to tank. And maybe they know this about Peterman, and that's why they're they that's why they're okay with that. Yeah. No. There's there's a lot of anger after that game. There, there is. really is. Yeah. And. A lot of it's understandable. I feel like that this is what we're going to have to deal with this year for the Bills. 
do I want to deal with it? No, I I predict. You said the team was going to go nine and seven. Obviously, we oh don't, my god, you know that ain't happening. I said they were going to go seven and nine. I don't even think that's happening, dude. I picked a winning season for this team. You did. Bleep me. I picked seven and nine and bleep me. They're going to be worse, dude. And I think they know this. At this point, like. I think I'm so pissed at Nathan Peterman right now because publicly he's made me look like an idiot now twice. I he's made all the believe time. he's made all the believers look like idiots. But you twice see, at the station, I'm the only one that has said it aloud. Fair. Also, Fair. also, also, there was a bet that I had made about you know, like how there's the slap bet. Yeah. I made something along those lines about Nathan Peterman not starting a single game for a Bills team if they made the playoffs. Pretty oddly specific last year, right? Thinking, I don't think Nathan Peterman starts a game and the Bills make the playoffs. Like, if they if he starts, it's because the Bills are bad. Yeah. Well, I traded a first-round pick in a dynasty football league because I had an extra one. <laughs> I traded an extra first-round pick to avoid the slap bet. I, paid, I had that as payment. Oh, okay. I bought myself out of it. So three times this guy has made me look like an ass. I I would have. I now have. I would have rather seen you get slapped. I now have a personal <laughs> axe to grind with Nathan Peterman. Oh, if I actually started getting slapped because of it, I'm pretty sure I'd be more pissed. <laughs> I'm you, like you, I'm. You wouldn't be read from the slaps. Yes, I'm officially <laughs> done with Nathan Peterman, but I know he's. I, I've just got this feeling he's playing next week. That he's gonna be under center. Yeah. And I remember how harsh I was about the fact that, you know, there was the betting line about Peterman not coming out to start the second half. Well, it was pretty damn close. He threw interception number two on his 18th pass, and it was over. Yeah. His day was over in the third quarter. He made it to the third quarter. I, at this point, I'm just done. But I know that it's not over. Do you know how terrifying that is? Especially I mean, unless unless like McDermott again. goes goes in the way of Houston last year, obviously, hopefully without an injury, but where they started Tom Savage the first game over Watson, and he lasted one half, and then they went to Watson. Right. And then Watson was great. Yo, can we get that? Can we get that action? Like, Can we I, get I'm, that action, boss? There is still there is still the possibility that McDermott might just go to Allen and be like, "Hey, you're starting now." Like, like what? Uh, who's the head coach in Houston? Uh, Bill O'Brien. Yes. Like what I he did with Gary Watson. Kubiak. That's oh god, right. that's whoa. That's a bit back. Yeah, but I mean, I don't know because you also got to think how's the locker room going to react because they know Peterman won the job. Yeah. How's the locker room going to react if coach says, hey, Nathan's starting on Sunday? Yeah, be like, I don't know. After that, they're going to be like, after that? Why? The example becomes, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know how you do it. And I don't know what the reaction would be if, jo- if Allen starts. Because he wasn't much better, obviously. And, ob- and he obviously didn't win the job. At that now point, at this point it's he's being handed the job because he by default. He's being handed the job because Nathan Peterman's awful. Well, yeah, by default. 
Which is exactly what I didn't want to have happen. Yeah. Oh, my God. Funny the difference a, a week makes, right? Yeah. But at this point... We said that this was going to be a low-scoring game. Dude, the un, like once the weather report came out on that, we didn't know that was going to happen yet when we said it was going to be low-scoring, right? Then the weather report comes, and Vegas is hammering the under of a 37 or something like that. Do you know who feels really good about that? People who took the over because one team covered it. Yeah. In yeah. the third quarter. Yeah. They covered the over in the third quarter by themselves. How bad's the bet in line, by the way, for Chargers Bills? Ooh. Because we'll it was seven and a half for the Bills, and I thought that that was harsh initially. Home teams usually get a slight favorite. They generally do. Chargers, seven and a half. On the road. Yeah. Coming from west to east. After a after that loss to Kansas City. Where their defense got shredded. Yeah. Speaking of shredded defenses, let's see what the hell happens with this one. Because the first two drives, they couldn't cover a tight end to save their lives. It got to 14 nothing quick because of that. Mm-hmm. They couldn't cover a tight end. Hayden Hurst was not even playing in this game, and he's their pass-catching tight end. Yep. They got burned by a guy named Boyle and their second tight end, Mark Andrews. Oh, Max Williams even got in on it. And that guy's a bust. <laughs> because you don't draft two tight ends in the same year if you don't have confidence in Max Williams, right? Yeah. So all those guys went in right away and just went at it. Flacco was hitting everything underneath. I'm going to guess that the game plan was they were scared of Flacco launching over the top because they played a lot of soft zone. Do not expect the same mistake to be made for Saturday. I mean, for Sunday. Because the Bills are facing Phillip Rivers with a bevy of options. And even though they lost to Kansas City, he threw for 450 yards. He has Mike Williams. He has Keenan Allen. He has Melvin Gordon. Tredavious White is going to be able to lock down something. Yeah. He at least was able to. My question is this. Do that Sunday. Somewhat. Who's lining up against Mike Williams? Because you know that Keenan Allen's going to have the attention of Travis White. Yeah. Who's getting Mike Williams? Because that's a nightmare. Yeah. Fonte Davis, who was inactive. Philip Gaines. And it sounds and it sounds like from the press conference they said he wasn't hurt. No, he wasn't hurt. I know he wasn't hurt. There was a reason he sat. Because he played so poorly through the preseason and in practices that Philip Gaines beat him in a competition. And because Davis doesn't play special teams, that's why he sat. Vontae Davis was sat for, a, for me, what would be, I would call, a legitimate reason. But if Vontae Davis can't get back to Forb, we're in trouble. Because Phil Gaines did not look good yesterday. He lost a lot of players in coverage. Yeah. I'm not ready to be skies falling. 
but give me a game at least. Please. Please. Lose by 10. I don't care. Let the Chargers cover the spread if you want, but can I at least get more than... Can I get a good game? Can I get more Can I get something that's entertaining? Yes. Can I get more than what I got yesterday? And I don't even pay for anything. Yeah. Could you imagine Score a touchdown. Get a first down in the first half. (laughs) That's how low the bar has been set. Yeah. I know the Ravens are a good defense. They always have been. They're generally strong. Yeah. It's happened two years ago, too. Fantasy points, man. It happened two years ago, too. Yeah. The Ravens (laughs) shut down Tyrod and everyone else on the Bills. Expect a lot more LaShawn McCoy because the Ravens are always stout against the run. But you know who else has a good defense? The Chargers, the Vikings. The Packers are improved. They look pretty good. Yeah. Chargers defense, we'll see, because it's it's a batter defense as well. It's a batter defense, but Frank, am I really going to go ahead and pick I mean, the, Joey offense? Bosa might not play. He's probably not going to. That's He's a, getting a second opinion on a foot injury that has lasted all throughout the preseason. So that's that at least helps the Bills. That helps. You know, if we're talking about Allen getting shell-shocked, think, think about Peterman. If Peterman starts this game and he sees Bosa on the field again, he's like, great. Dude. It, does, it doesn't matter. Chargers defense is still very improved, and especially over the last few years. So exactly, and it I mean, doesn't they, even. I don't even think it necessarily matters. They still got that rookie Duran James too, who's really good. They have Melvin Ingram, Brandon Meebane up the middle of the line. Yeah, which we got to talk about that in a moment. Denzel Perryman is there. Casey Hayward's still there. That's a boogeyman from Peterman's game last year. They still have pieces, even if Bosa doesn't play. But I think a lot of this also has to do with something else, though, Frank. Vlad Dukas was the third best lineman on the team yesterday, and it wasn't even close. Uh. And that's terrifying. John Miller was awful. Ryan Grode was awful. Yeah. Yeah. Jordan Mills and Deion Dawkins were surprisingly steady. Considering that Dawkins had to deal with Terrell Suggs the whole game. Suggs got one sack. But my God, it doesn't even matter anymore what what kind of defense a team has. If you have a good defensive tackle, well, you might have something here against the Bills. Because the rest doesn't matter. I'm beyond pissed. I am beyond pissed about this team right now. That's how it is. Yeah, we can we we can tell. <laughs> I don't even know how much more time I want to waste on it right now. <laughs> Maybe given the same effort that they gave yesterday. Yeah, I'm probably overreacting on Nathan Peterman alone because that line was pathetic. The defense didn't do any favors until they already got 14 dropped on them. Then you saw them kind of steady up. They allowed six points on two turnovers, including Peterman's first interception. And you're looking at, okay, things are good. Things are okay. They're steadying up. They're steadying up. I don't know now. I don't know. So. So I have 
the results of of so far. We have two games left in our in our pickums. Oh yeah. So that's right. We're in Paul Hamilton's uh, pickem league. <laughs> we both got six right. Doesn't shock me. I stupidly picked the Bills. I picked the Niners over Ouch. Minnesota. We both got. We both picked Atlanta. Oh, yeah, that's right. Our picks. I forgot about this. Yeah. We both picked Atlanta, lost to Philly. We both picked Pittsburgh, and they tied with Cleveland. Does that count as a loss? I think it should, because you didn't. Because we can pick a tie. Mm-hmm. You can pick a game to go to a tie because a tie is possible in the NFL. Yeah, but who does that? Uh, Pittsburgh and Cleveland. I guess. I mean, at least Cleveland didn't lose. True. We got Cincy right over Indy. Yep. We both picked Tennessee. They lost to Miami. You got Minnesota. I picked San Francisco. So you got that. We both picked New England. We both picked New Orleans. And that somehow was a miss. Ryan Fitzpatrick. Because apparently. Fitzpatrick decided to throw for 500 yards. We both picked Jacksonville. Yep. You did pick the Bills. I picked Baltimore. Derp. 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 We both picked the Chargers. Derp. Loss. We both picked Seattle, lost to Denver. We both picked Arizona, lost to Washington. Why did we do that? I don't know. What's wrong with us? Because David Johnson is a factor, and eh. I guess not. Well, it was okay. We both picked Carolina, got that right, and we both got Green Bay. That epic comeback by the bad man himself, Aaron Rodgers. The bad man himself. He is the baddest of men. Dude. So we both, but wow, we're both at six, and the and the tiebreaker tonight is going to be the Jets Lions game, because you picked Detroit and I picked the Jets, and we both picked the Rams to beat Oakland. You know, it would be really, really just the added dirt onto the grave this weekend if Sam Darnold lit it up for three hundred yards. Oh my God! Oh, it really does. would. Yeah, it'd just be shovel the dirt on the grave. Yeah. Dude, that Green Bay game the last night was uh, kind of special because it vintage st- Rodgers. First, it started like this: Oh my God, some team traded Khalil Mack. He is worth every penny in the world. John Gruden, you are stupid. Which that part still stays. Oh, that part will always However, stand. However, the second part came in as this: Oh my God, Aaron Rodgers is so good. He's worth every guaranteed dollar that he's been paid. Both things are right. Yep. And it turned into an epic game. Kyle Fuller, how do you think Kyle Fuller woke up in a cold sweat after dropping that interception that would have sealed the game? <laughs> then one play later, Randall Cobb to the house. 75 yards. Oh, but like, Kyle don't... Fuller had it. He had him. Yeah. And he dropped it. Oh, man, wa- that's got to be a nightmare. It. I wish I watched it. Yeah. I was also not feeling well last night, so after I after I was out watching, you know, unfortunately watching the Bills game. That makes soon as I got, sick. Yeah, I literally was sick because I laid on my couch in my apartment from about five PM to about eleven and I did not move. By the time about eleven hit it was about eleven, eleven thirty, I'm like, I should go to bed and then I probably slept like three hours last night. <laughs> That's how bad the Bills game made me sick. Yeah. Yeah, no, dude. Aaron Rodgers, that Packers, it, it, that that game was so much fun. 
<sighs> Once again, I wish I watched it. The Bills the game bi- didn't make me sick. The, bi- the biggest thing for me is this. Aaron Rodgers reminded you of how important it could be if you hit on the quarterback position. Your team could be floundering for the whole night, and Aaron Rodgers just comes back from an injury. And Yeah, he got hurt, too. Yeah, and it wasn't even the shoulder injury from last year. It was his knee. And Kaiser comes in, and it just the game looks over. Yeah. Looks like the Bears are going to pull this one out. And then Rodgers is like, nah, man, I'm going to come back. Nah, man, I'm the baddest man there is. I'm the bad man. I'm the baddest man there is. And he's just like, here, cut, here, Deshaun, let me show you how it's done. Bam. Two. Bam. Just touchdown. Touchdown. Game over. Aaron Packers Rodgers. win. And again, Kyle, Kyle Fuller just in a cold sweat, though. Yeah. So just. <laughs> but you know what? Sometimes you need that luck. Dude, by the way, though. Maybe there will be good football in Buffalo. UB, UB is two and zero. Two and zero. They now, beat Temple straight up. They were underdogs on the spread, by the way. Yes, they beat Temple two and zero, coming back home. Now they didn't annihilate them like we thought they were gonna, which would have helped their case. Like trying to get into the top twenty-five, you need some style wins. Yeah, but Temple's not a bad program. They just no. lost to a FCS football school. And now they also lost to UB. Yeah. But, I, hey, man. A win's a win. A win is a win. Well, uh, 36-29, right? A nice, entertaining offensive showcase. Yeah. And now, conference play. Eastern Michigan. Eastern, yep. And they're coming off a big win over Purdue. Yes. So that means that makes this Saturday's game really interesting. I think it's at 6. Yes. It's going to be it's a at real six. interesting it's game. It's at home. And it's at home, too. Yeah. That's huge. You can see what happens here. By the way, if you want to listen to any of the UB action, football, basketball, any of the sort, it's over on our sister station at ESPN 1520. Saturday night, 6 o'clock, UB, Eastern Michigan. I am very intrigued to see what they've got next because that passing offense is electric. Yeah. Did you see uh... – with Anthony Johnson after the game. Yes, Anthony Johnson. That story. An emotional game from him. His friend had pa- his friend had passed and he made the decision that he was going to play. And there it was. He delivered he, put, he, delivered, he delivered what delivered. would be the game-winning yeah. touchdown. On a phenomenal. <laughs> uh, yeah. Just a great play altogether. On a great play altogether. Tyree Jackson's looking legit. As we had had Mark Schofield on our podcast, and he said, hey, I need to get out there to get a look at this guy because he's the real deal. So I'm going to bug Mark and be like, hey, man, you coming out to watch him yet or what? <laughs> Make it later in the year so I can go because I can't do Saturdays. You know this. I'm at BEN. I know. Okay. But the last four games of the year are on Tuesdays, Wednesdays, and Thursday. Fair enough. But but I can't pick when Mark goes. That's true. <laughs> That's true. We have to tell. Well, that's the same. We gotta tell Mark to come uh, at this time. Yeah, especially fair. you know those last four games. Those are gonna be the mo- most exciting games of the year, especially if UB's in contention, which they should be. Yeah, true. Not only for the MAC, if they get, you know, if they get, if they crank up some wins, and maybe, and you gotta think they're if they if they crank up some wins. You gotta think there's a possibility that they get into the top twenty-five in some way. If they got this, if they if this high octane offense 
is sustained throughout the year and the defense is at least solid mm-hmm. with Khalil Hodge manning manning it. Yeah. I get a lot of excitement, especially going into the end of the year. Oh yeah, absolutely. But again, those Saturday games are going to be Saturday night, six o'clock. Let's go. Let's see what happens there. Frank, I need to start feeling better about myself though. You want to talk hockey? Yes, I'm going to talk talk some hockey. I want to talk some hockey. So there's a trade today. There was a trade. Actually, it was last night. It was last night. Max Pacioretty is a night, a golden night now, and he signed a contract today. Yeah, and Vegas did a actually pretty good job. Vegas did a nice job. I do hate for them that they also gave up Nick Suzuki. They, you know what? If I get why, considering they, had to. they, what, they would have had to give up something, and it's better than giving up. And honestly, I would rather give up a prospect than a first round pick because that way, if something ha- bad happens this year, you've got that. You've got that with you. Yes, um, you've still got that, and you could essentially replace Suzuki with that first round pick. They traded Thomas Tatar as well, who yeah, who was a first, second, and third round pick for the Vegas Golden Knights. Yeah, <laughs> so if you want to look at Tatar and what they've paid to get him and then not use him. Um, the first round pick was already done with. It was spent. Mm-hmm. So it's two seconds, a third, and Nick Suzuki, technically, for Pacioretty. Max Pacioretty. And then a Pacioretty that is now under contract for the next four years. Yes. Which, more importantly... It's $7 million. Could pave the way for the Jeff Skinner deal. I was thinking the same thing today. I'm wondering... I'm gonna take I'm gonna take a guess and say he's gonna ask for that money, and he's gonna ask for more term. Patrick, because we have to remember Patrick is 29. Yes, and he got four year deals. So that and that and so now that co- now with his current deal now and now his contract kicking in next year. That's that's taking him to 34. Yes, so I'm wondering if Skinner is gonna want an eight year contract. Give him something that takes because he's twenty six. He might want something that takes him to that long. That is a good point. And uh, but I would obviously suspect that Sabers going to try to talk him down a little bit. Yes. I mean, would you sign Skinner to a seven year, seven million dollar contract right now? Yeah. Maybe say I mean maybe even six years at seven. Yes. Assume he's getting seven now, and you have to assume now he gets seven. Especially because Evander Kane got seven as well. Yeah, true. But now, Frank, the reason I wanted to talk about hockey, not just to feel better, but the Sabres went ahead and made me feel better. This afternoon, when I went down to the Prospects game, I was lucky you. I was down at the tournament for lucky the you. other two games. We L- were recording lucky during lucky the you. Sabres' first one when they won against the Devils, six-two. Lucky you. It was funny. The Sabres needed to win by six goals in order to take the quote-unquote championship of the uh, tournament, winning the tournament, to say, because Boston had lost to the Devils, making each team 2-1. and The Bruins suddenly went from win and you just won the tournament sweeping to, oh, now you're not even going to have a chance to win it. It's either between Buffalo and New Jersey. Yeah. But Buffalo had to win by six goals to do so. Walking into that, I'm thinking, okay, that's probably not going to happen. I want to see a good game, and I want to see how certain players look. There's no Darlene. There's no Gooley. There's no Borgen. There's yeah. no Tage. Yeah. All of them scratched. All of them sitting. Yep. Honestly, I, from the four of them, based on how they played, I don't need to see any more. <laughs> I don't need to see any more of Darlene until Training the regular camp. season. Yeah. Yeah, really. 
I don't need to see any more of Tage in this tournament. Tage Thompson was fantastic in his two games, I thought. Yep. He was dominating possession a lot. I spoke with Paul Hamilton, who was doing the play-by-play for all three of these games, and Paul said that with Tage, there's this one thing that he needs to do more, and that's use that 6'5 body of his. But I think Tage looks kind of thin for a 6'5 guy. He is. He's, he, I feel like his body's not fully filled out yet. So he's not going to use that body because it's not fully developed. Still a kid. Still a prospect. Mm-hmm. If he puts a little bulk on, well, then we'll be able to see more of that body being used. Will Borgen, steady enough. I'm going to see him in Rochester. Seems to be, yeah. Brennan, he, he Brennan looks... Gooley, you didn't need to put him in for more than one game. No, we know what he is. And we know what he is. He... Honestly, the know he's got he the ex- and now the expectation for him to make the Sabers this year is is there. Yes. However, today, through in his first game, Casey Middlestad did not look good against Boston. Tried deking through four people on the power play. <laughs> that was probably one of the f- most foolish foolish decisions I've seen from him. And through two periods today, in his second game. You could see he was playing frustrated. Like he he knows he should be dominating and he wasn't and it was it was eating at him. You could tell body language, everything. So Casey Milstead was having a rough couple first period couple periods in the second game and he had a rough game against Boston. Yeah. Like there were some inexcusable decisions that he had made that day against Boston. But now the Sabres, they're winning 3 nothing against the Pens. After two periods, Johansson pitched a shutout, 15-15. Solid stuff. Yep. There was one player, though, that started sticking out to me when things went downhill for Pittsburgh. Alex Nylander. I've heard, and based on the highlights I've seen, he has looked really good. It's not that he's looked really good. It's that he's doing the things right that he normally didn't. His first goal makes it 4 nothing. Middlestat and Nylander wound up with the puck in the same spot. Middlestat didn't pull the trigger. Tried doing a couple of moves. Next thing you know, knew he was foiled, and he found Nylander in that same spot right near yeah. the face-off circle. Left face-off dot. Nylander wasted no time. Rifles the shot, beats him blocker high, 4 nothing. dragged the glove on the ice and hit the celly. But then, after a pair of goals by the Penguins, Middlestat and Nylander have some sort of mental link. Their second point of the period, great setup, and it gets to uh, uh, Nicholas Welch for his first goal of the tournament, uh, for his first goal of the game. And, you know, 5-2. Let's go. And... <laughs> And then a give-and-go between Nylander and Middlestat that was just fantastic and beautiful in all sorts of ways possible. Nylander's got two goals all of a sudden. It's 6-2, and now you're thinking to yourself, well, Sabres actually can win the tournament now because uh, they're up by four, and there's still 12 minutes left in the third? What the hell? (laughs) Yeah, that's what happened. (laughs) By the way, with Nylander's second goal, they had doubled up the bills from from the Ravens game. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. And then Nylander 
I thought his best play was his second assist in his last point of the game. Nylander goes into the corner, initiates a battle, wins the battle, comes out with the puck, gets behind the net, goes past behind the net, going to the other corner, finds Welch again in the slot. It's 9-2 <laughs> after that goal with what I thought was the best combination of effort and skill I've ever seen from Nylander. I walk away from this game today saying, if Alex Nylander plays with the heart that he had all tournament, he's making the team and he's going to be a top nine player on the left wing. I can't guarantee a top six spot for him. No. But I can say with relative confidence, if he plays like that, if he has the heart and the effort that has not always been there, skill always has been. Yeah. But if he's if he's rolling here and he's playing pissed off like this and he's motivated, <laughs> if he plays like that, he's on the top nine. He might see power play time. He enjoyed penalty killing. You could tell. And one of his goals in the tournament was a, was a shorthanded goal. Here's who I really liked all throughout the tournament. Darlene was obvious. Yeah. Borgen was obvious. Tage Thompson was obvious. Yeah. Alex Nylander and Rasmus Asplund were the Asplund other two. led the prospect challenge overall in points. You could Six tell. points in three games. And you he, could tell. Looked, he had four, yeah, to, he he had looked, four today. Yeah, he, lo- he looked really good today. He looked really good overall. He was up and down, um, I think, in, through the first two games. The first game, uh, first game he, he was first, solid. Yeah, first game he was solid. He had him up and down moments. Second game, second was, game not... was a bit of a struggle. Yeah. Second and again, game... I mean, it was a three to one game. That was a struggle altogether. It was a struggle I mean, offensively. You got. But... I mean, here's the thing. It was a For... struggle offensively, but I also thought though, in that Boston game, there were players that I took away from it that I was really impressed with. I was impressed with Tate Thompson. Yeah. I mean, obviously, Darlene was Darlene was good in that game though, but he wasn't the world ender that he was against the Devils. Um. Nylander was still solid because he was making those effort plays. And then, you know, you had Will Borgen, a solid game from him. There were a lot of prospects, though. You you looked at the three games, there was a lot that you could take out of it. There really is. 48 total goals in six games in that prospects challenge. All six games. There's 48 total goals scored. That's fun. That's fun. But that's the kind of hot like. Yeah, it, but like, it's also prospects. You know, well, not that's what I mean. Solid. Oh, yeah, but that's what I mean. You're, you're going to see more when scoring. you see when you it's more see heavy. those kind of prospects. When you see you know these prospects playing, you know you that's what you expect to see is a lot of goal scoring. Yes. And obviously, besides the one game where they scored one goal, I mean, first game they scored six and. Last game, they scored 10. Mm-hmm. That's the promise that you're seeing. That's the promise. And is you got Now you're getting these guys who can put the puck in the net. Yes, but it was just – it was very entertaining stuff. A great crowd for a Monday afternoon. Sold out for the other two nights. Like yeah. standing – like you were having a hard time getting a, a spot standing looking at the rink. For example, on that Saturday, I had to go ahead and share space with someone else. 
there were four of us, and we just kind of like rotated who would stand behind the other three people. Right. And that was the best seat we were getting that day. But yeah, there was this palpable feeling of excitement here. Please, for the love of everything, Holy Sabres, do not crash it down as harshly as the Bills did. I would really appreciate this. It's already going to be a tough stretch without them through September to get to the start of the Sabres season. It's already going to be tough. I'm going to have preseason hockey to look at and hang yeah. my hat on, but it's always not the same, just like with preseason no, football. No, it's, it's not. not the same. It's not. But this time we will be. We would Please see. do not kill my excitement the same way the Bills did. As long as uh, Sam Reinhardt signs his contract, which hopefully should be soon. That hopefully. will be relatively soon. He, it will. He, he will doesn't sign. have negotiating He power. will sign, like, uh, it wouldn't shock me if he signed a day before training camp starts, so Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Really wouldn't shock me. But this time of preseason, we would get our first look at Eichel and Reinhardt on the same ice as Darlene. Yeah. Now that's that's going to be fun. That's what's to look forward to. <laughs> but the Sabres, they start their preseason a week a week from now, right? Yep. And it's against Columbus in Columbus. Training camp open to the public for 3 Starting days Friday. beforehand. Starting Friday, yeah. You get 3 practices. And that's going to be awesome. We're going to see Eichel and Darlene on the same ice together. The 14th, the 15th, and the 16th, that's when training camp is open and available to the public, with 16th being an inter-squad scrimmage. And then they go out to Columbus, play the gold, uh, play the uh, Blue Jackets. I'm ready for two, hockey uh, to begin. Two preseason games at the Keybag Center. Only two, yes. The, the Tuesday, it's at the 18th against Pittsburgh. And the 22nd Saturday against Toronto. Yep. So we'll see what happens. It's going to be fun. They do have the Kraft Hockeyville game, which it, which is counted as a home game for them. Yes. It's, but it's in Clinton, New York. So if you're down near Clinton, New York, well, go, go catch you some hockey. Yeah. All right, Frank. I can't wait for hockey season. I can't. I really can't. It's going to be fun. Like, Ugh. Hopefully, hopefully it's fun. It please will be. be fun. Stop. Please, it please, will. please, please, please let it be fun. I'm not feeling great today. <laughs> Neither am I, literally. Different but, feeling. Yeah. All right, Frank. I can't believe I'm saying this. <sighs> Do you have the schedule in front of you? Week two schedule. Here we go. Time to pick ems. Time to pick ems. And there was no clear leader, so there's no bragging yet. Not yet. We'll find out, and the bragging can be forwarded to Friday. Yeah. Because Jets and Lions will decide it. I'm probably – I don't have a good feeling about this now. I mean, I picked the Jets, okay? That's true. You did pick the Jets. I picked the Jets. So stop. Okay. Week two. All right, here we go. First game, the Thursday nighter. Baltimore playing Cincinnati in Cincy. Um, right now the line is Baltimore minus one. 
I mean, Baltimore is not a world ender. I think it was more Buffalo was just awful. I'm going to take the Bengals here. I think Cincinnati has a chance at the division. I'm going to take Cincy as well. All right. So Thursday down, just like that. Cincy. All right, Sunday games. Once again, we'll save the Bills game for last. Panthers-Falcons, Atlanta, in Atlanta. Hmm. Give me Carolina here. I'm going to go Atlanta. I think Atlanta's got a problem with play calling. Steve Sarkeesian is not a good offensive coordinator. I think you're right, but Carolina just uh, – no, you know what? I'm going to go Carolina. I'm going to switch there it to Carolina as well. There you go. <laughs> because Saran Neal's out for the year. Yep. Torres ACL. You mean Keanu Neal. Oh, Neal. Keanu Neal. Sorry, Saran Neal. Saran Neal is the backup safety for the Bills. Yeah, sorry. Keanu Neal out for the year for Atlanta. That's going to hamper their defense. It's going to hamper it, but one player a defense does not make. But when he's one of your leaders? When he's one of your leaders, yeah, that hurts. But at the same time, I just think that their problems right now are offensively, not defensively. Fair enough. I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll take Carolina as well. Minnesota, Green Bay. Ooh. It's in Lambeau. Can you bet against Aaron Rodgers? Is that even something you should do? <sighs> this is Minnesota, though. I know. I mean, if there is a team that can take him down. But he's such a bad, bad and man. And they literally did last year. All right, you know what? I think we're having our first disagreement here. Ugh. I know he's a bad man. He's a bad man. He's a bad man. I'm not betting against him after that. No way. No, nope, actually, not you know what? It. No, I'm going Green Bay. Nope. You know what? I'm going to go Minnesota because okay. they have no idea what – we have no idea what his knee injury is yet. I don't think it matters. He could have pulled a Carson once and kept playing with something serious. We'll see. Houston, Tennessee. I'm going to take Houston here. I is as well. Tennessee, Tennessee lost to Miami. Tennessee put Blaine Gabbard in. Yeah, because by Mariota the way, got hurt. By the way, Blaine Gabbard's in Tennessee. I didn't know that. Yeah, I didn't know that either. <laughs> Cleveland, New Orleans. New Orleans. They still have too dangerous of offensive firepower. Yeah, also go New Orleans. <laughs> now you you had me there for a second. I thought you were gonna go ahead and pull the pick. No, I'm not gonna do it. Dolphins, Jets. It's in New York. Wow. I'm going to go Jets. I'm taking them two weeks in a row. I haven't even seen the Jets play, and I'm taking the Jets. <laughs> I mean, Miami did win. Yeah, against Tennessee. Is just, ten- isn't Tennessee just like the Bills, be, you know, not a bad fake this year? playoff team last sure. year. <laughs> they did win a game, though. Yeah, because the Chiefs choked. I feel like they just unlost it. <laughs> Chiefs Steelers. Speaking of the Chiefs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Give me the Chiefs. The Steelers defense is pretty bad. Yeah. Give me the Chiefs here. Wait, hang on. Is it at home for Pittsburgh? It's in Pittsburgh, yeah. All right, at least at least they'll keep up offensively. Ben Roethlisberger probably doesn't throw four interceptions this time. <laughs> 
Road yeah. Ben Roethlisberger is a real thing and a terrible problem to have. If you had drafted him in fantasy, well, that's your fault. All right. Philly and Tampa. Ryan Fitzpatrick led Tampa that beat New Orleans and put up almost 50 points on them. Battle the backup quarterbacks, likely. Uh, we don't know if Wentz is going to be back. Fitzpatrick threw. <laughs> I can't trust Nick Foles for a damn minute. I can't trust Nick Foles. I'm somehow taking the Buccaneers. I'm going to take Philly. There we go. We finally have a little bit more difference going on here. That's our second one. Like I said, finally. I I, I know that New Orleans has a good defense. Phillies is one of the best in the league. If there is a defense. It's not their defense that's my problem. It's Nick Foles. I don't trust Nick Foles to even beat Tampa's pathetic defense. That's where I'm sitting. I don't – I think a part of me also is thinking there is no way Fitzpatrick's going to have another game like that. He He's going to have to have another game where he throws for 400 yards. You see, you yards. say that, and that's how the Bills signed him to an extension that was a lot of money. He's random as all hell. Yeah. He put a 10-win season together here's, for the but Jets. But here's what's going to happen now. You cannot predict anything with Ryan Fitzpatrick, but here's good what's or gonna, bad. But here's what's going to happen now. People are going to start taking Fitzpatrick in fantasy, and then he's going to throw for have a game where he throws for five interceptions. That's not going to have any correlation to anything. Ryan Fitzpatrick I. E. is— That might be the game where he does it. Ready? Ryan Fitzpatrick— is random exactly. as hell. He's gonna be he's exactly not, he's Ryan gonna have that one great, amazing, like God Ryan game. Fitzpatrick and then he's is gonna... not my concern right now with Philadelphia and why I'm picking why I'm picking Tampa Bay. It is Nick Foles. I I understand that. But Nick but Nick Foles doesn't have to have a great game for them to win. They yes, can... but at the same time, you don't know which you don't know which fits you're getting. Are you getting Fitz Tragic or are you getting Fitz Magic? They're gonna get Fitz Tragic because the Eagles are gonna be able to game plan and better. That's you predicting something. Yeah, I'm not going to with okay. him because once you do, you get burnt by that guy. Well, let's. I... <laughs> Gotta go. Our spirited Ryan Fitzpatrick All right. discussion. Does this? Does what if once plays? If Wentz plays, I would be subject to changing my pick, but I don't think he does. Okay, fair enough. So I'm sticking with my pick. Yes, there's a condition on it, but at the same time, well, Carson Wentz not going to be healthy either. True. So. Okay. Colts, Redskins. I'm going Indy. I know Washington beat Arizona, but they're Arizona. And I also, like, ugh, both of these teams were surprisingly decent last on Sunday here. Luck is back. Yeah, he looked good. He looked. He didn't look great. No, but he looked. He had fifty plus passes and ended up with three hundred yards. That's a lot of checkdowns. Yeah. So maybe he's not back yet. But then again, remember he was Washington's going up. defense. Then again, he was going up against Cincinnati. Washington's defense not that good. Yes, I understand that, but I'm starting to worry if Andrew Luck has been hit so much that he becomes a che- he becomes a checkdown guy. Uh, you know what? This might be the game where we see. Where this is the we'll, game we probably find out. I'm gonna take Washington, but he did have a couple. He did take a couple shots. I mean, he had that one really nice touchdown pass to Eric Ebron. I'm gonna take Washington, though. I don't love it. How's that? Okay. Alex Smith is steady enough. See, Alex Smith, you could predict. 
Oh, yeah. Alex Smith's going to get you 250 and a touchdown and another couple of scoring drives, and it's going to be safe as all hell. <laughs> yeah. And the Colts' defense, still garbage. Adrian Peterson, probably another good fantasy play this week. Same with Chris Thompson. Yep. Cardinals, Rams. Go <sighs> Rams. Rams. There's no deliberation needed here. Yeah. They could put up a stinker against Oakland, and I'm still not wavering. Detroit and San Francisco. Give me the Lions here. It's Jimmy in Garoppolo, San Francisco, though. Jimmy Garoppolo is terribly overrated. It's in San Francisco, though. Okay. You make it sound like there's a difference. San Francisco is one of the toughest places to play in the <laughs> National Football League. Crap. <laughs> All right. Uh... Also, the Lions might low-key be good this year. Maybe. Yeah, I'm going to go Detroit as well. We'll see about the Garoppolo being overrated thing. I'm kind of buying Minnesota's into it. a pretty good defense. Yeah. They're a great defense, actually. But, yeah. But, I mean, even coming into it, it's like, Jimmy Garoppolo is a QB1 in fantasy this year. Let's calm the hell down the man's played no. seven games. Jimmy Garoppolo gets whopping contract. Let's calm down. He's played seven games. I did take him in the sixth round in my dynasty phase, dynasty and league. And you're an idiot. Yeah. But then again, I also have four QBs on my roster now. Okay, maybe not as much I also of an have Andrew, I also have Andrew Luck. Okay, now you're cool. And Andy Dalton. All right. And Sam Darnold. Okay, now you're not an idiot. It's dynasty. Yeah, you're not an so, idiot at all, actually. Okay. Let's Thank take you. that back. Thank you. Strictly in that sense. Okay. Raiders, Broncos. Broncos. Yeah. Case Keenum gutted out a win against Seattle. And Seattle. And Oakland is incompetent. Earl Thomas, by the way, showing us that the preseason truly doesn't matter. Yeah, right. <laughs> doesn't doesn't take a snap of training camp practice, comes back, dominates in the secondary. Here's a good, here's a good game. AFC Championship rematch. New England-Jacksonville. New England. <laughs> Just like that right away, New England. They beat the, the Jags beat the Giants by five points. Yeah, I know. Blake Bortles lucked out of an interception and almost had a touchdown. Blake Bortles is terrible. I know. Blake Bortles threw a pass right into the hands of a Giants defender. It bounces off of his hands, goes into the Jaguars player behind him, but he can't reel it in because he's falling to the ground and the ball bounces out of his hands. Blake Bortles is trash. Yeah. Okay. I'm so sick of people trying to defend Blake Bortles. I'm not Duval. defending him. Why don't you do us all a favor and shut the hell up about Blake Bortles? Okay, man. I have the worst quarterback in the NFL playing for my freaking team yeah, right I now. I am not going <laughs> to stop, though, for, for nothing about trashing Blake Bortles. Jalen Ramsey, that's a bleep because <laughs> – your quarterback is awful. You guys are the only reason that your team is a winning team. Go ahead and tell tell me that Josh Allen is trash when you got Blake freaking Bortles on your team. All right, Sunday nighter. Sunday nighter. Giants Cowboys. Giants. I'm going Dallas. Why? Because you know who else is trash? Dak Prescott. I know. I know. But Dak Prescott is The Tyrod. Giants are also trash. Dak They're... Prescott is Tyrod Taylor without weapons. Oh. You know what I'm going for at this game? 
Zeke's going to eat. Barkley's probably going to eat too. Listen, but Dallas man. has here's but Dallas's defense at least looks competent. Dallas defense about the Saquon D's nuts. <laughs> you are welcome. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even care if I'm allowed to say that. Actually, I don't. I don't think so. I mean, I'm saying Saquon D's nuts. I don't care. I don't think. I think just D's nuts is you can't. <laughs> We're gonna have to get rid of all this. By the way, thank you to my Week One fantasy opponent Ben Bankuren. <laughs> he has he has Barkley and he has that name, and I'm like, I am so glad I'm facing you right now because that is an elite team name. That's a great. That is great an elite team name. team name. Okay, Saquon D's nuts. <laughs> You're gonna have to. That said. Dallas is awful. They're probably going to be a bottom five team in the league this year. Probably, but they got to win a couple games. Somewhere. They got to win a couple of games, but I think that. And right this is also their home opener. Even more bet, even better I, for disappointment to intensify. Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> I want to see Jerry Jones turn redder than the color that is here for the record button like, on I feel the like screen. This, I feel like this game's going to be really, really ugly. It is, but and I, the Giants I just are I feel win. like. And I, you see, see, we both agreed that the this Giants game is going to be this game bad. Seventeen to thirteen. Sure, I probably feel like it's the opposite way. That's oh, all. Like lots of scoring, ugly. No, as in seventeen oh. thirteen Dallas. Well, fair enough. But oh my god, dude, it's just that's kind Dallas of that's why I'm yeah. Dallas, Dallas is, is bad, terrible. and the Giants are bad too. Dallas is terrible. Dak Prescott is trash. Again. I know bad quarterbacks because I'm seeing the worst one right now yeah, starting I know, for Buffalo. I know. Can we move on to the Monday Nighter now? Yes. Seahawks and Bears. 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 Da Bears. Da Bears. Da Mac. Yo, Mac is going to tear Russell Wilson apart. You see, you say that, but Russell Wilson has the escapability and two working knees. That's true. And did you notice, though, that Chicago's yeah, – maybe I shouldn't be so quick to take the Bears here. I'm going to go Bears. I'm going to go Seahawks. I'm changing okay. it. Okay. Because I just talked myself out of it because Russell Wilson, A, has two good knees, and B. Yeah, the Bears have a good defense. The Bears may have a good defense, but. Russell, Will- who's Russell Wilson going to throw the ball to? Guy. And person. And him. And dude. Oh, dude. Oh, that, that guy's good. Yes. Yeah. Pretty decent. He's good. Sneaky fantasy play. Dude. Yeah. Grab a dude. His name is a dude. <laughs> All right. Is, this, is that the football version of who's on first? Sure. Someone should do that. I don't have anything that clever. I'm not that good. I'm not that funny. That's fair. I'm not even marginally funny. <laughs> yeah. He says this as laughing. I like laughing at your misery. No, you want to laugh at my misery? Let's pick this game. Yeah. Crap, I got to talk about this game. Yeah, talk about this game. I mean, I think we know who's going to win. Yeah, I'm picking the Chargers here. Yeah. Picking the Chargers with the spread. You want to see if you want a difference here? I'll pick it with the spread. How's that? You can pick the game straight up. I'll pick it with the spread, and we'll see who comes out on top in that one. Okay. That's how bad and pissed off I am about this team. Okay. I am pissed. I'm wearing the Our Teams Are Fine shirt thinking that I never had to break this out again. <laughs> Bill's got this new kid, Josh Allen. Sabres got this Rasmus Dahlin guy. I can retire the hoodie. Nope. 
Dell's going to be so proud that I'm going to continue to march this thing out here day after freaking day because what the hell did I just watch on Sunday? True. All right. That, I don't, we're not even going to try to discuss. We're going to have to try to discuss and look into this game on Friday. I mean, maybe we'll know who starts by then. Probably. That would be the big talking point. That would be the talking point. And also, and also, I mean, at least for Friday also comes the first day of Sabres training camp. For Well, second day, actually. So there's that, too. Yeah. Oof. And we probably could talk a little bit about the Thursday night game if we want to. And we and we could talk about how much bleach I'm going to want to consume on Sunday. Sure. <laughs> I am really upset. And a better preview of like uh, I'm glad I'm not on the nightcap tonight. A better preview. Well, I'm there glad there's no. no I'm glad there there's is no, no nightcap, nightcap tonight. Yeah, this gives me a whole day to rest and try to process. Yeah, not the process, just regular process. We can also preview more of uh, UB. Yes, we can. We can preview. Some that's UB at least something. That's at least ex- something exciting. Yes, it is. We'll see what happens. That's going to be fun. I think we. I think we've done enough damage here today. Yeah. Done enough damage to my psyche because <laughs> I'm unstable as butt right now. <laughs> it's not that I'm unstable; it's that I'm unhappy. I'm not happy right now. I'm happy because I watched Sabres prospects. Yeah, I can only imagine how miserable I'd be if I didn't go today. Oh, because I at least got to watch the dominance firsthand. I'm miserable. I didn't go. They tripled the Bills' scoring in one game. Plus one. Hockey. Yeah. Outscored. Yeah. Tripling the Bills' offensive output. Yeah. Bleep Peterman. Bleep McDermott for keeping him in there and constantly starting him. Bleep the Bills for not fixing their offensive line and bleep me for picking them 9-7. and (laughs) Most importantly, bleep you for picking them 9-7. and Bleeping Derek right here. Yeah. Bleep. Are we done? I think we're done. Okay. I think we need to be done. Yeah. Otherwise, I'm going to not be bleep. I'm not going to be able to bleep. Now I'm just overusing bleep when I'm not even having intentions of saying anything about bleep. (laughs) This is the bleeping podcast right here. on. (laughs) (laughs) I'm Derek Bleep, and I'm Bleep R. Curry. (laughs) You're listening to the Bleeping Podcast at <laughs> w- WGRBleep.com. It's the Leftovers Bleep on Bleep 550. Yeah. Wait, is that a site? I don't know. Go find. Don't go find out, actually. That's, you may not want Probably to. Probably not a good idea to type anything that don't you don't know. Don't forget to check out our, our on Bleep section. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're getting loopy. We got to get the hell out of here. Uh Thank you for somehow listening to the end of the Leftovers okay. podcast. I'm Derek Kramer. I'm Frank O'Curry. And you know what? Hopefully next week is not nearly as bad when we do this on Monday. And hey, I can't believe I'm saying this. And you know what? I'm not going to say it. To hell with the Bills. Go Sabres.
We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.